Coffee Time Theology. Yeah. Kia ora, Welcome to Coffee Time Theology. Yeah. I'm Stu. And I'm Grace. And we're your hosts on this holy week. It's Easter. Yay, Easter. Yay, Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of a big deal. But for Christians, yeah. For Christians. Or for everyone, theologically. Well, theologically, it's, it's, a, not, it's a big deal for everyone. It's not just Christians who it's a big deal for, it's just whether or not they celebrate it. I mean, most people celebrate Easter just whether you care more about the chocolate or the rest of the stuff. Mm. I mean, I like chocolate. I like chocolate too, but it's not really the crux of Easter. Get it? Crux? Because it's, it's a cross. Because it's a cross. Because it's Easter. Because it's Easter. Yep. You look so unimpressed <laughs> with me. Okay, so we're talking about Easter. Uh, and we thought today we would walk through Holy Week a little bit and just see where the conversation leads us. Yeah. So Holy Week starts with Palm Sunday, which is when Jesus has what's called the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. This is where the people of Jerusalem welcomed Jesus the way that they would traditionally have welcomed a king with palm branches, with big celebrations. But Jesus subverted all of their expectations by not playing along. Like, he didn't enter as a king would enter. He went and found a donkey to ride on instead, basically saying, I'm not the kind of king you think I am. I'm something different. Mm. And that's, that's what kicks off Holy Week. And from there, Jesus went to the temple, and that's where he sort of hung out for most of the week, really. Most of the week, yeah. And if you read through the Gospels, you can read a lot of the things that Jesus said during this time. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why the leaders of the established church were pretty mad at him, because he wasn't very nice about them. (laughs) Okay, yeah. He may have called them liars Mm -hmm. and hypocrites and snakes and chased them out of a temple with a whip. Specifically chased them out of the temple where they worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not just like any temple. Not just like they were just in some random place. No, they were there all the time. <laughs> Jesus is like, no, 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 get out of here. Yep, this is supposed to be a house of prayer and you have made it into a den of thieves. And so they were pretty mad at him. And Matthew even puts in a little spoiler alert earlier. Well, a little spoiler, not a spoiler alert. Uh, in the middle of telling us about what he's teaching, he tells us that some of the people listening were really mad about it and went away and started to plot how to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know the story, you know, partway through Jesus dies, but it's okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. So that's how Holy Week starts. He gets welcomed like a king. He doesn't play ball. He goes to the temple and pisses off the established church. Yep. It's a wonderful start to a week. Mm. And then like... Most of the week too, you know, it's like the start of the week and then he just keeps going like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Back at the temple. Back at the temple. Pissing people off. And then kind of the end of Thursday, it's Passover. Yeah. It's kind of, a again, there's a, there's a big deal. A big deal Huge in the Jewish calendar of the, of the time. Yeah, of the, the Jewish calendar, you know, celebrating freedom from slavery. Yeah, it's when the people at the time celebrated God passing over their house with the spirit of death because they used the blood of a sacrificial lamb to mark their own houses. And then after God spared them the death, he saved them by taking them out of slavery 
and through the Red Sea into freedom on the other side. Gosh, there's almost some foreshadowing there. Almost like there's some symbolism that could be relevant. Almost like there's some relevant symbolism. Hmm. Huh. So Passover, Jesus comes in and he's like, hey, let's have a Passover meal. I mean, everyone was doing it. Might as well. No, you know, he fully participated in the the times, you know, the stuff that was happening. The life of the church. The life of the church. And the Passover meal becomes what we call the Last Supper. The specific Passover meal that is happening on the Thursday becomes what we know as the Last Supper, right? Yeah. And Jesus is like, cool, we're going to do the full Passover shebang, but it's a little bit different. He does things slightly different to kind of, what's a good word? Takeover is not quite the right word. Well, he uses some of the symbolism from the original wording, the original prayers, and turns it around to make it absolutely crystal clear that he's talking about himself now, Mm. that he's talking about God doing a new thing and taking the symbolism and turning it around and saying, this has been the symbolism you've been using and it's still correct, but now it's about me. Now it's about this time right now. Mm. Now it's about what's about to happen. So you need to remember this. Mm. This is going to be important. This is going to be important. And as that kind of progresses, then we get the whole Judas scenario, scenario. where there's the talk about betrayal. Where's We're not someone, going to dwell on that. No, but it's where someone who was considered one of Jesus's best buddies decides to, to sell him out for a reasonable chunk of money mm. and promises to lead the guards to arrest Jesus and let them know where he is after the Passover meal. Mm. And Jesus is just kind of like, I know this is happening. Moving on almost. Like, yeah. like I know you're going to do that, mm. so go do that. Mm. And then Last Supper kind of finishes. Passover festivities draw to a close. Yep. And Jesus is like, hey, I need to go pray. I need to go, I need to go have some, some me time, some prayer time. He goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he goes to his friends and is like, hey, I just need you guys to stay awake, right? That's it. I'm just asking you to stay awake. I'm going to go pray. I'm going to go spend some time with my father, have a bit of a corridor around what's coming. Can you guys just wait up? And he goes and prays, goes and spends some time and like spend some time in anguished prayer. Yeah. Right. It's a big deal. It's not like a, a light, fluffy conversation. It's not like a light, fluffy prayer. It's this, hey, God, I know what's coming and I am oh, just not super thrilled right now. You know, if this is the cup of drink that you have bought out for me, I will drink it. If it's the only way, mm. please let it not be the only way. Mm. I know it's the only way. I will drink it. I don't want to. It's it's that lament, eh? It's him going like, look, just in case, you know, just in case there's another way. Like, I know in my bones that this is important and this is going to happen and people are worth doing this for. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, I don't think when I read that story, Jesus is like, well, is humanity worth it? Like, in this space, he's like, no, 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 like, this is worth it, but it's still going to hurt. Yeah. So just in case... If there's any way where I could avoid the pain and humiliation. No? No. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. Okay. But I think this this thing, he comes back, is quite a raw, emotive time for him. And he comes back to his friends after this conversation, this and prayer time, and they're, they're all asleep. And he is justifiably put out, I think. Not super impressed. Are you still sleeping? <sighs> <sighs> and then he gets arrested. There's a whole thing with Peter cutting off someone's ear. Jesus has been like, Peter, can you just, just chill for a sec? Like, I love how Peter always does the first thing that comes to his mind, <laughs> and it's always the wrong thing. Like, I genuinely love that about him. He's representative of so many people, right? You want to jump in to defend and to say this can't be happening, even though Jesus has told them pretty clearly 
it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's still like, no. So Jesus gets arrested. And that's Thursday. Well, that didn't go no, didn't how go they super, were expecting. Super well. And then we move into Good Friday, which that name came a little bit later. Yeah. I guess Awful Friday doesn't have the same ring no, to it. No, it doesn't. Objectively Bad Friday. Terribly awful, no good Friday. Yeah. <laughs> or good in hindsight, but... Or good outcomes. Good outcomes. Good outcomes, awful day. Yeah. Friday. <laughs> good outcomes, awful Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really fit, but, you know, it's a good Friday. And it starts with trials, right? It starts with Jesus being put on trial with an outcome that has already been determined. Yeah. You know, this isn't a just trial. There's no plan here for Jesus to be listened to. Yeah. He's pissed them off. They're going to kill him. They don't particularly care which law or mechanism they use to do that. They've decided it's going to happen. Mm, we're just looking for the way. Yeah. What's the way that we kill? So that's, you know, not necessarily the best attempt at justice in terms of the law, but he has tried. There's some back and forth. You know, he didn't break this law. Go go over there. He's not a Roman. He didn't break any Roman laws. Go try him over there. And they're like, yeah, well, we can't kill him. So send him back over there. Anyway. Yeah, a little bit back and forth because the goal is to kill him. Yeah. You know, the goal is not justice. And he is found not guilty. Like he's not found guilty, but he's sentenced. The Roman judge is convinced that he is inciting rebellion against the Romans mm. and they're willing to kill him for that. That's not what the Sanhedrin, the Jewish court, had said that he was guilty of. They had said he was guilty of claiming to be king, claiming to be the Messiah. And then they'd gone and told the Romans he's claiming to be a king and he's leading a rebellion. Mm. A whole thing. A whole thing. And there's the walk. With the cross. Up the hill. Up the hill, carrying a cross, carrying that which has come to symbolize, because of this, all of the sin and guilt and shame of the world. It's a long walk. It's a heavy walk. Oh, and at the time it didn't symbolize that. No, 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 but it has come to symbolize because of this act, you know? Yeah. But while it didn't mean that at the time, it's still what Jesus carried. Yeah. You know, it's it's still the that the idea. Of it. The weight of it is the metaphorical weight of it, mm. rather than the physical weight of it. Also, the physical weight of like two massive bits of wood. Yeah, and then the crucifixion, and then death. Yeah, you know, there's 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 lots of little bits in between. There's some really significant little bits in between. We're just trying to walk through it. You know, the overall picture. The overall picture. You know, the death. And the curtain tearing and the world wailing almost, you know, like the... The darkness coming the darkness in the sky. and the almighty noise. And then burial. You know, it's a quite an eventful day, if we're honest. Like, with how slowly justice systems work now, mm. it's hard to imagine a justice system that goes from somebody being arrested to being put to death in less than 24 hours. Dead and buried within yeah. 24 hours. Mate, can you imagine Saturday? Well, for the disciples, right? (laughs) They had pinned all of their hopes and dreams on Jesus, Mm. right? So for the disciples, Jesus chose disciples that had sort of flunked out of the disciple track in life. And then he went and found them and said, hey, no, actually you are worth it. Mm. Actually, you can do this. You don't necessarily fit the mold, but I believe in you and I trust in you and I have faith that you can step into these big shoes. So come and follow me and I will teach you. Mm. And they did, and they trusted in him, and they believed him, and they spent three years following his every footstep and being really confused most of the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they believed he was the Messiah, and he was the Savior, and he was coming to save the world. 
They didn't quite know how he was going to accomplish that, and they did suspect that it might have something to do with rebelling against the Romans, but he never said anything about that. So that was a suspicion, not a knowledge. And then he gets arrested and killed. And And you imagine the entire time through all of Good Friday, they were waiting. They're just waiting for what now? Is it now? Yeah, is it is it now? Is it now that an army shows up that will save us? Is it now that he's going to go full god mode and destroy <laughs> everything? Yeah. Rain fire down on the Romans. Is mm. it is it now? You know, and it's like that whole day. Can you imagine like even the night before of like the arrest of being like, "Ah, yep. This might be where it happens." Here it comes. And then Friday, and then the trials, and he's like, "Any minute. Any minute now. Any minute now." And then the sentencing, he's like, okay, now. And the disciples slowly sort of fade into the background. Mm. Like they they start realizing that being seen with him could actually get them in trouble now. That being known to be part of his crew is now endangering their lives as Mm. well. And they start disappearing. And so Saturday is just them going, what is happening? What have I done? Ah. Well, just a real bad day, Mm. man. Yeah, they're sitting there and they're thinking everything that we've pinned all of our hopes and dreams on for the past three years is a lie. It's all false Mm -hmm. because he's no savior. He's no Messiah. He's just dead. Then then Sunday and Sunday is a triumphal day for us now. Even Friday is triumphant when we think about it now because we know of Sunday. Now we can say it's Friday and it sucks, but Sunday's coming. Yeah. But this Sunday, they wake up again like, cool, hope died. All of my dreams are gone. Yeah. And my life is pointless. So. How's your day going? How's your day going? But then the woman that had been part of Jesus' disciples went to the tomb to try and dress his body properly, Mm. to be respectful to him. And again, not even that, they weren't expecting him to not be there. They weren't expecting him to get up. They were like, okay, this is our way of saying goodbye. This yeah. is our way of mourning. And they were the ones who were like, no, we need to put this to bed properly. Yeah. We need to honor we, who he was. We need to close this out well. Yeah. Or as best we can. As best we can. Let's salvage whatever we can out of this awful situation. Yeah. And so they go and it's like there's no there's no guard. Okay. And there's a big old rock over there. And the tomb is was open, over there. And there's nobody here. Jesus is gone. And that's got to be terrifying. It's got to be terrifying. And then, you know, the story does does go from there. You know, there's the, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. And then they go tell people and they must be like, you know, a hundred percent, like the response would have been like, okay, crazy lady. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's, there's no scenario. Like, sure. That happened. That happened. <laughs> and you can imagine like, there's, there's like two options. They're either so caught up in the amazingness of it that they don't even consider people won't believe them. Or there's the possibility of them being like, I know you won't believe me, but you have to. I know you won't believe me. Like, this is such a big deal, and I know I sound like a crazy person. This is so crazy, I could not have imagined this myself. (laughs) I am not about to risk my whole life's reputation on sounding like some crazy lady when previously you all thought I was sensible. So, (laughs) please. So anyway, so the crazy ladies, they go, and everyone's like, all right, whatever. And then, a little bit later in the day. Jesus appears to people. Jesus appears to them, and they're like, who does? New phone, who does? <laughs> yeah, like this isn't... New body, who does? <laughs> Same body, who Same does? Same body, who does? <laughs> a moment of panic, I guess. Of like, well, is it? No. no. 
Yes. You know, yes. like, and that's like a weekend. That's a weekend. You know, that's a, that's a whole week. But yeah. the last three days, emotional train wreck. Imagine for Peter. Mm-hmm. The week has gone from entering Jerusalem in the company of somebody who's being welcomed by the community as a king to that community demanding he be put to death Mm -hmm. to giving up on everything and deciding that he'll just go back to being a fisherman to the resurrected Jesus coming to him in person and saying, no, Peter, I still believe in you. I still love you. And you can do this. Mate, the the emotional roller coaster. What is happening? And that's Easter. That's Easter. Well, that's a, a very concise. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a lot. All four of the Gospels spend significant amounts of time on this story. So I would really recommend each Easter, not just this one, taking the time to read through those and meditate on them and get to know the story. There's these themes for Easter, themes in the uh, meta-narrative of Christianity, where Easter is about resurrection. Easter is about restoration. Easter is about reconciliation. Yeah. These things of, of what is dead is now alive. What was broken has been fixed, and those that have torn away from each other, those that have burned bridges, can be reconciled. Yeah. That's that's the story of the gospel. That's the story of the Bible. That's the story of Christianity. And in this one week, we see all of it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, we see Peter breaking, he thinks, irreparably, his relationship with Jesus. The denial. Peter saying, I need to look after my own life. Mm. And for me to do that, I have to completely deny that I have any relationship with you. You know, like that is a choice made. And the end of that weekend, the end of that week, the end of that story for him, I mean, story goes on. But in this instance, is that being reconciled, him being reconciled to Jesus. Jesus coming to him and saying, we're good. You denied me three times here, affirm me three times. Mm. We're good. We're good. You know, like the path of being made right is shown. The resurrection part, showing it in the Easter story is actually quite, you know, it's a bit on the nose, really. Jesus died, was resurrected. We see that. I mean, it's a bit literal, isn't it? It's a bit, it's a bit literal. So 2022. Two years into a global pandemic. It is Easter. And we have these themes, resurrection, restoration, and reconciliation. And I think the invite every year at Easter is to consider what those words mean, first of all, and then what those themes and the invitation means for us today. For our own lives. For our own lives. What does it mean to be resurrected? What does it mean to be restored? What does it mean to be reconciled? What in my life needs to be resurrected? And because of the story of Easter, we can call on God and say, God, I need your help. I need you to bring back into my life the joy. Say, this part of my life, God, is just feeling a bit withered. Help me to feel life and love there again. We have the opportunity to restore the things that are broken. To say, maybe there's a relationship that maybe some bridges have been burnt. Easter's the time to say, hey God, give me the strength to reach out in faith and try and mend those bridges. Mm. It might not work. Might not work. They might reject the attempt, but every year we have the opportunity to make that attempt. Yeah. Also, the other key relationships in our lives, right? The relationship with ourselves. Because of Easter, we can say, hey God, there's no barrier between me and you. And I need your help to rebuild my relationship with myself. To say what's, what's broken and hurting inside of me, I need your help to fix that. Mm. Or at the very least... What does it mean to accept that the Easter story, what happened, happened because you are loved 
and if the steps towards resurrection, restoration, and reconciliation still feel too hard right now, still feel like that's just slightly out of reach, can we just understand or try to understand, you know, try to accept that this all happened because you're loved? That God so loved the world that he gave everything to die on a cross to give us the opportunity to draw near to him. And that's not even touching on the whole idea of spiritual restoration, Mm. spiritual reconciliation. Who am I in my relationship with God? How does that need to be reconciled and restored? You know, that invitation is there 24-7 all year round. Because of Easter. Because of Easter. Easter's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So we invite you all to take a deep breath, know that you are loved. Drink some more water. And have a great day. Bye. Bye.